The Planet Mikey podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates with five offices throughout New England, including Rhode Island and New Hampshire and Boston and Newton. But here's how you find them. You go to hairdr.com. That's their website, hairdr.com. To find my hair doctor, Dr. Robert Leonard, Dr. Matthew Lepresti, call 1-800-GET-HAIR. Okay, here we go. The Planet Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. The Planet Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last Go. <laughs> if you want to be hired by big tech or legacy media, just show up at the job interview wearing a rainbow T-shirt and a mustache, especially if you're a woman. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Yes or no? Have you ever kissed a woman that had a mustache? No. Nope. Yes or no? Are you lying? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Would you admit it if you had? No. 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 Uh, we, uh, we'll talk about Sam Brinson hey, later. She may have been well-groomed. Well, you know, a, a little almost like a, like a light-haired one that's like not barely noticeable. It's just some woman that has a little bit of lip hair. Yeah. You may not even know if you're in a dark place, you a, know. A whisper of whiskers. That, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. However, if she's got uh, the Sam Brinson mustache, you would clearly notice that. Wow. <laughs> the Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Wilford, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Nothing like Wilford Brimley stories. I got a million of them. Diabetes. <laughs> Welcome to the... <laughs> Stephen, Stephen, Hot, diabetes. Stephen Hot Quaker Romeo. As I just said... I just cram a mailing tube full of what Quaker oatmeal, and I have at it. What's wrong with me? I'm already off on the wrong foot. I know. It's the Planet Mikey podcast, dated December 13th. Freshness dated. Yep. Okay? Because we're fresh. That would be Bill Smith, Odyssey's uh, production MVP. Thank you. Ben Kitchen, WEI Providence, co-host of the Mark and Kitchen Show. Mm -hmm. Sometimes called... Dondero and Dum Dum, <laughs> yeah. which is alliterative, of course. I listened to you guys the other day. I, I, you did? I called. I mean, I didn't call. You I texted call. you. you what did? Did I, say? I had some funny, wise-ass comment with you. I don't remember what it was. I don't know. <sighs> One of them I definitely can't say. While you were listening. While I was listening to you, rather. And you sounded good, i got to say. As a, ra- as a former radio program director, 48-year professional broadcaster... I'm going to give you my ex- expert opinion. You sounded good. You'd, You'd hire see- me in Western Mass? I'd hire you at WEEI if there was an opening. It's <laughs> <laughs> like five openings, aren't there? That's why I quit gynecology school. You know. Why is that? Because I, I couldn't find the openings. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong with you guys? Oh, I get it. You guys have a dirty mind. <laughs> um, yeah, so you sound good. And, Thanks. Uh, and, and Bill Smith is, to this day, they should have the, the production studio, <laughs> they should be renamed William Smith Studio. Oh, man. Because you've, you've done so many legendary pieces of work there, including all my uh, And you've been parody. dead for like eight, <laughs> nine years I now. know. No one knows. I mean, you did every parody song that I did over there, and they're in the Hall of Shame. Uh, those were fun. <laughs> we have so much to talk about. <clears throat> First of all, let's just talk about the phlegm in my throat. <laughs> I, I, you knew I'd bring it up. That could be a serious medical problem. No, it's just a quick thing. Oh. It's all over. 
we have such a we have an action packed, as Ted Sarandis used to say. By the way, who's going to be doing nights at WEEI now with all these changes? Keith, is it Keith? Yeah. Let me just say this about that. I like I Rich I Keith. I don't know him. I've never met him. Uh, but good I've, dude. I've listened to him a lot, and he seems like a good guy. He's a when great you guy. listen to him on the on the air. Real nice. I, you guy. know, people criticize him, and they say this and that. And I, I, I I like him. We like him. Yeah. Again, I've never met him, and maybe he'd hate my guts. I don't know much. Sure Probably. Did. Did, did, you, did you hear me say mutt? Did you hear me say mutt? I did hear you say mutt. <laughs> <laughs> I decided. We decided, Ben. I decided. Yeah, I was not in this meeting. Every time we somebody somebody says mutt, there will be like uh, <laughs> thirty seconds, and then Bill will press the button, and then, <laughs> and then monkey sounds. Oh, God, uh, he now he parodied me on that. So this the planet. Remember he had the Planet Monkey show, and he they did this parody of my old theme song. Do you remember my old theme song? I don't remember that. This is the theme to Mikey show. The theme to Planet which Bus- you stole from someone else. Too. No, which. Uh, Pete Gustin. Gustin stole from the. Uh, oh, Pete! Pete did a great job on that. Yeah, the that was Gary Shandling show. Gary Shandling yeah. show. Yeah, that's right. And now Pete Gustin is the voice of Fox News. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable how people in this business you don't know where they're going to end up. You know, and Pete is like legally blind. <laughs> he nothing ended up stops really the guy. rich in Southern California. He's great. He's a great, good, he good guy too. Yep. So WBEI has been through some changes. They, I, I, I guess now it's going to be. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm gleaning from this. They're going to keep the the morning show as it is, and then the midday show is going to be Christian Fourier and Andy Gresh, who, despite being on the Awaken One Hundred and Eighty program, still sounds fat. No, no. That'll be the midday show. No. Are they calling it Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> they should. The big boy. Uh, the how about the tight end and the not so tight end. <laughs> that works. How about this? Oh, no, no but seriously. Gross. You know, here's what will happen. So, here's, oh, here's, here's what will happen. All of a sudden, I'll get a call. Hey, hey, Bill, uh, I heard that podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it, you, you, you're and, not uh, responsible for what we say. And, and say well, uh, you know, I'm paid handsomely for being the engineer we for do, this podcast. We uh, give him every it's t- an amazing amount of money that I don't want to lose, but still. Um, we, we I'll get that with cash that's marked from the Tisdale Bank in on Martha's Vineyard. I'll get the call. Why is uh, Why is Mikey? Uh, what's he got against? I'm making uh, a joke. You know. Uh... All right, go ahead. Now, now Andy Gresh, uh, I don't. You know, he's not my favorite, but I, I like Christian Fourier. Afternoon show. Who's going to be doing the afternoon show? That's the question that because is. we know much out keeps in at night. Interesting though, it's drawing a lot of attention to the um, to the Ooh. radio station. Good. Now there's a who's going to replace the uh, yeah the afternoon show. Yeah. Any guesses? No, I have some guesses. I haven't got a clue. Who do you think? Well, first of all, Christian Arcand is sitting right there already. Yes, he's just been hired. Mm-hmm. I think he's good. Yeah, I like him. Nice guy. So in a way, I'm kind of rooting for him to get that job, mm-hmm. uh, along with whomever. Now, is it going to be? Would it be his ex partner Adam uh, Jones? Uh, moving over from ninety eight five, they work well together. I'll tell you who you know. We know who it's not going to be. It's uh, it's not going to be Lou. You it's, and Mego's. I guess Mego, who I've never met, mm-hmm. although I think she'd really like me because hey, she's a woman and she's <laughs> got a good sense of humor. She's nice, <laughs> yeah. which both would be necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mego, Arcand, and boom, you guys fill in the blank. 
I have no idea. I, I'm going to make a suggestion here, and it could come true. Go ahead. Andy Hart. <clears throat> hey, we like Andy. Andy. Andy's yeah. the guy. He's been hanging around doing all the different shifts. He sounds pretty good, hmm. right? I mean, you know. Looks like the Lego man. He's already on the payroll. I don't know when he gets paid, but the fact is that uh, he could be a possibility. Am I wrong? No, and he's good. See, I should be a program director somewhere, like a nursing home or something. (laughs) Okay, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to count our fingers again, just like we did yesterday. (laughs) Here's hoping you got ten. Where where did my Snapple go? Oh, here it is. Uh, I just want my 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 brother suggested to me. My brother Jonathan was younger than me. The yes. one the one that worked at HBO for twenty seven years, mm-hmm. and I still never got free service. I mean, he was there twenty seven years. He was in one of Bill Maher's. You know, let me just tell you something. This is your brother John. My brother John. Yeah. My younger brother Jonathan. He's three years younger than me. Not nearly as good looking. Well. He, uh, Jeez, that's rough for him. Good lord. <laughs> he suggested I do a um, write a book called Things I've Seen. Yeah. Just keep it simple, you know. And like you know, oh, you saw the Go Go's half naked. Uh, that's something I've seen. That's pretty rare. Someone who just finding someone who's seen both Elvis and Jimi Hendrix is rare. But he he doesn't want the long form. He doesn't want the long stories. Just the blip up. Oh, turn the page. Oh. Baby. You know what I saw this one time? I saw this, uh, you know. So is that a t- good title for a book? Things I've seen. It could be a picture book. Yeah. Things I've seen. If you have the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Oh, I have all Or you could stage reenactments of things. <laughs> I got all kinds of pictures. What is that? That's a donkey's vagina. <laughs> In full color. Oh, man. But I've seen it. No, I'm just thinking, is that a good idea? First of all, it's writing a book, having to do all the words... You know, we were talking to uh, uh, to uh, our good friend Chris Price last week. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I don't even read. I can't even read a book now. I'm having a hard time with the the attention deficit disorder. And uh, what? <laughs> so anyway, here's the thing. I'm one of my one of the, one of the things I've seen that I really like a lot. And it's one of my favorite things. It's Porn. Leslie Nielsen's gravestone. Really? You know what it says on it? No. Letter rip. Because he had that fart oh, machine. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he and that yeah. fart machine. Honestly, because you know and I know that 90% of the population, men or women, they think farts are funny. So Leslie Nielsen knew that, and he kept that with him all the time. In case he was ever in a place where he couldn't come up with something funny, he'd just press that button in With his a pocket. straight dog face. Oh, that's yeah. totally straight yeah, face. Great. And he would never laugh. <laughs> or if other people reacted, he never reacted to their reaction. But his gravestone says letter rip on it. And he, he died uh, at the end of November. And that is something you've seen. Like 10 I've years seen... ago, 12 years ago? No, it wasn't that long ago. Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. I think, God, he was probably 80, 88 or something. Yeah, he was up there. Um, but you think of the classic things he's done from Swamp Fox, <laughs> you know, when he was at Disney. When did he die? 2010. 12 years ago. Wow. I love love that guy. Yep. He was so versatile too. I mean, he was in all these old science fiction movies. He was in a lot of Disney productions. The guy was on uh, Twilight Zone episodes. I mean, he was around forever. And uh, I'm just a huge fan. Let her rip. Um, the other thing that's kind of amazing is that I like a lot 
that I've never seen this, but have you guys are you guys familiar with the the town Huntington, Long Island? Uh, no. You got to Google this one. The famous people who are connected to that community, uh, Huntington, Long Island. Now, what uh, what brought about this story? If you go to the Wikipedia page, I think it has like famous people. Well, what's wrong with the screen? Is it smaller, or is my eye, are my eyes starting oh, to go? There goes no, Mikey. It's, 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 uh, it's smaller. I don't know. I can't even there. see. I can barely <clears throat> see I, that I screen. Okay, no. Uh, I, I mean, Billy Joel's on that list. Right, Jason Alexander's on that list. You know, he played uh, uh, George in Seinfeld. Christy Brinkley lived there with uh, with Billy Joel, so yep. she's on the list. Billy Joel's right here. I can't. Why can't I see this? Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. She's got uh, b- boobs. Your favorite, Harry Chapin. T- t- Harry Chapin is buried there. Coltrane. Uh, Tom Gugliotta. Bob Costas. <laughs> Anthony Cumia. Wally Zerbiak. There's a whole ton of famous people from Why that. Are we just reading this list. This Charles so Lindbergh. I Opie. Mean, ta- Opie. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah. So Opie. anyway, that's the reason I stumbled on that is because somebody what a waste of like four minutes. That was. Well, that's what I <laughs> see. That's what I was hoping I could recreate. Is the waste Tom of Tom Gugliotta. Tom Gugliotta. I mean, come on. Twenty and games they, for they the had Celtics. That song about him, Mr. Gugliotta, Mr. Gu- Tom Gugliotta, Mr. Tom Gugliotta. Remember that song? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Mike Adams podcast. Blue Dream, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to my Blue Dream. Um, so, okay, so changes at WEI, big changes yep. there. Yep. And, uh, you know, Smitty will remain there because he is the MVP of the production department. There's no question <laughs> around it. Well, that's a good thing, Smitty. God, God bless you. It's good to be irreplaceable. Uh-huh. It's, like, it's like having a group, say, called the Beatles, <laughs> and then. One of them gets shot, and you realize he's not—he's not replaced. They shot the wrong one. He's not. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What do I have to do to deserve that? I can do each beetle. They all sound different. Go ask, ask me which beetle to do. Go ahead, to do a beetle. Ready? Okay, Paul, Paul McCartney. Oh, Paul McCartney talks like this all the time. He just only did a new record. You know, right? Okay, go ahead. Do it. Pick another one. Okay, Ringo. Ringo. I was playing the drums. <laughs> I, broke my, I broke my hand. Go ahead and ask me one uh, more. All right, just, just one more, George. Well, George, of course, has a very thick. It's almost seems like he's got an adenoids problem. <laughs> okay, how about uh, John? Uh, John, let's do John. You already heard it. Oh, John. Yeah. You're bloody fucking last. <laughs> thank you very much. All right, on behalf of myself and the band, I'd like to thank you for the, uh, the audition. Um, that's not something I've seen. No, but that, that was would not uh, be in the yeah. book. Um, I did also go into great detail. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm losing it. I'm completely losing it. I'm so busy. I've been Christmas shopping. Um, I want to remind people that pe- people have been texting me and, and on Twitter say, "What happened to uh, 15 minutes of shame?" Hmm. Well, nothing happened to it. It just was on a quick hiatus for a couple of weeks, and the reason was, uh, you know, we weren't really that ashamed of anything that anyone did. <laughs> people were pretty well. People were pretty well behaved. Um, but we got a big, big episode of that coming up. So if you're a listener to that podcast as well, the 15 Minutes of Shame podcast, uh, we're, we're going to have an, a new episode of that dropping Thursday. Yes. I believe it's Thursday, right? And there's a whole bunch of ammunition for that uh, particular episode. But I would like to tell you now that I have – you know how I am with baseball. Yes. I love baseball. Yeah, because we know. Yep. 
I'm a statistical monster when yep. it comes to the analytics of the game and the finer points of a, a national pastime. You know, and I don't want to get into something that's going to be, you know, low key or boring. <laughs> but the national pastime and the baseball and the statistics and the father and son relationships between the game is enough to do a thing about it with uh, what's her name? The, uh, the who's the lady? Anyway, so here's what I did. I did a study. Okay. You're familiar with what war is? Wins above replacement. Wins above replacement. Now, if you could explain to Smitty and to the rest of our listening audience what what that means. Uh, oh, the what is the what does the war stat stand for? Because I got a locked solid case here uh, for the Hall of Fame. You ready? Go ahead. What does it mean? Uh, I want to bring it up <laughs> from the official uh, yeah. uh, baseball reference here. Uh, let me see here. what oh, the official stat there. stat means. Wins above replacement means. Uh, that's what I'm trying to get the definition of, actually. <laughs> because it's a, it's a term that a lot of people, young fans in particular, are very fond right. of. Right Here's now. what it says directly from Baseball Reference. A single number that presents the number of wins the player added to the team right. above what a replacement player, think AAA or like the worst of the worst in Major League Baseball, uh, would add. Scale for a single season... Eight plus is MVP quality. Okay. Five plus is an All Star quality. Two plus is just a starter. Zero to two would be you know your bench guys. So your WAR rating, if it's an eight, you're a super super duper. Player. Yeah, you're you know you had a great season. Now they have career WAR, so you take the career number of how many wins they had over and above their replacement for their entire career, and that's an interesting stat when you do comparatives with other players. Now here's an example. You know how I love Louis Tian. Right, and how I've been bitching about the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame for years now, and he's been ignored, and that's that's abuse, that's elder abuse, because mm. he so deserves it. So his WAR number, okay, keep this number in your mind, sixty five point six. Okay, you got that locked in, sixty five point six. I'm going to make you a list right now, quick list of Hall of Famers who have lower numbers than sixty five point six. You ready? Okay. Catfish Hunter, Goose Gossage, Lefty Gomez, Jack Morris, uh, Jim Cott, Chris Sale, Hoyt Wilhelm. Uh, uh, let's Chris see. Sale's not a Hall of Famer, but. Koufax, Ford, Whitey Ford, and Sandy Koufax, 53. They're both in the 53. Okay. And, and Tion is a 65.6. Okay. Mariano Rivera, mm -hmm. Jim Bunning, Don Drysdale, Juan Marischal. Has a 61. Eckersley, 62. Bob Feller, 65. Matt Scherzer, 65. Louis Tiant with a higher number than all those guys. And that's, that's a sick thing to know and to say, why has he not been in the Hall of Fame? Why is he not in the Hall of Fame? Well, all those other guys are. That's or the will question. Be. What is it? What do you suppose it is? I think it's anti Cuban bias. Really? I, I just threw that out there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Maybe people don't like to smell of cigar smoke, but it's 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 unfair, and I'm sick about it. I have been for decades, and I just made the case for his Hall of Fame using the war, and I think I did. I think I won. I think you did a very yeah, good job. I, I would no. think it, that would be based on merit and talent. Consider our former guest on this particular podcast, Dwight Evans. There you go. Okay, his war lifetime is sixty-seven point two. Okay. Now let me name some people who have a lower war than Dwight Evans, and they, they make a note of the fact that they're all in the Hall of Fame. You ready? Ready. Duke Snyder, 
Craig Biggio, Andre Dawson, Willie McCovey, Dave Winfield, Jackie Robinson, Billy Williams, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Mark McGuire's not in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, Gary Sheffield's not either. Killebrew, he is. Ichiro. These all guys have lower wars than Dwight Evans, and did he get any consideration for the Hall of Fame? Mike Piazza, Willie Stargell. Um, David Ortiz has a lower war rating than Dwight Evans, and no consideration. David Ortiz got in right away. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And Dwight Evans, nothing. Crickets. It's outrageous. It's unfair. And be- between you guys and me, it makes me want to puke. <laughs> I just wanted to say puke. Oh, thanks. So what do you think? Did I, did I win the case? Yeah, I think you did. Makes sense to me. Real convinced, <laughs> Bill. Yeah. He, just Real convinced. he just didn't want me to have to repeat the whole thing. Well, again. I was going to say what? Say what? Uh, So last night I was on Twitter And uh, I was taking a lot of shit To be honest with you From people who Because I put Do you take your phone into the bathroom with you often? No, no, no What happened was I I tweeted You know Someone tweeted I think the guy from Boston Radio Watch On Twitter Tweeted that Mutt's going to be replaced Mm. That's his name is Mutt, right? It is M-U-T uh, that he was going to be replaced on the night show. So I put a picture of a monkey uh, shaking his head, and I put, what a shame. I didn't have anything else indicative of what, how I feel about Mutt in the tweet. It was just, you know, he, he loses his job. You know, it's a radio business. You know, Smitty, we both know. It sucks happens when it all comes. Time. It's happens awful all time. when it happens. Yep. So I put, what a shame. And people started shitting all over. All the, and, and they were mostly, you know, probably obviously Mutt fans and Minahan fans. Because Minahan always talks about how much he loves Mutt on his, sh- whatever he's doing, podcasting. He's, you know, he's been, Mutt's been his lapdog for about 15 years. So I I didn't really mean it to, to, I didn't say anything bad about him. I didn't say Mutt's an asshole. I, I didn't say Mutt has, is a talentless, backstabbing, lying weasel or any of the other stuff I've already said. I just said, what a shame. Boom. With a monkey picture. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm not laughing. You're <laughs> laughing. Not laughing. <laughs> You're laughing. Nope. No. So anyway, these people jump out of the woodwork, and they were saying some nasty shit about me. You want me to give you a couple examples? <laughs> yes. Let's hear it. Okay, this guy who's he's obviously a a, a, a Minahan listener because his his on his screen name is at Shank KMS, hmm. which is Kirk Minahan show. Yeah, okay. and he writes, uh, "Are you still bitter that he called you out for being an asshole?" <laughs> <laughs> what? I think Bill and I agree. Oh yeah, yes, that's right. You are. Bitter. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm bitter because you see, I heard him say on the radio one time he wanted me to drive off the road and hit a tree and die. That's not that. <laughs> that evokes bitterness. I bet he was really serious call, when he said that. People call me an asshole all the time. <laughs> I don't care about that. If someone says they want me to die, then, you know, I care about that. Uh, another guy uh, uh, says, so I, replay, I replied to I, I I couldn't, against my better judgment, I replied to the, the guy uh, at Shank. Oh, you took the bait. I wrote, tell Kirk I said hi. And GFYM. Oh. You know what that stands for? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. There's a family show now. It sure is. Jesus. The other guy said, well, I'm not, you know what? I don't even care about this. I'm going to move along to, this should be in the Hall of Shame. 
program here, the uh, the 15 Minutes of Shame program. But I'm just going to put it over here because I don't care. I am interested, though, in the, in the success of Rich Keefe because I think he's a nicer person. Yep. And I hope he does very, very well yep. in that time slot. And I bet I, he will, too. And I hope Arcan, you know, gets one of the, a piece of the gig in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I hope he does well. And I... Hope Christian Fourier does well midday and that somehow Andy Gresh can find an Awaken 180 program that makes his voice sound less fat. Uh, those two guys will work well together. Yeah. And uh, the morning show, I, I never hear. Hardly ever. So, But good luck to everybody. Well, you there. wake up at, what, 1030? And meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, sitting right here, Ben Kitchen, I hear him on a show on, on a Providence version of WEI, and it's better than any of the shows I heard on the regular WEI. I don't think they know I still work there, so let's keep that to a minute. I'll probably be the next one to go. keep that to That's right. So anyway, uh, don't forget to listen to, what's it called again? A 15 Minutes of Shame. Of Chamay. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, we'll be back for a Christmas episode. Do we have any Christmas cheer we can spread on people before we bring Joe and Jerry Peter in Peter Griffin Christmas. Featuring such standards as... Everybody look at the snow in the yard. And who could forget... I brought these gifts for you. They're up in my bum. And everyone's favorite... La, 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 look at the bells, look at the bells, holy crap, here comes Jesus, and he doesn't look too happy. Merry Christmas, everyone. And he doesn't look too happy. <laughs> All right, so, uh... Stay. We're going to do uh, 20 questions next week? We've been holding oh, yeah. on to it you know for what? a while. You want to do it now? How much time are we <clears> at? Uh... It's already been 25 minutes. This is probably going to take a little bit. These are long 20 to get questions. I don't know. That, uh, I, well, where all right, we go? we'll try and where, where burn right through. Go? Christmas shopping or something? Do, do 10. Do any of them. Don't fucking tell me. Uh, how no, who is answers it? these? Is it me or Smitty answering these? Well, they're Mikey Adams 20 questions. Oh. If Smitty, if you know the answer and I don't, jump in. Okay. We'll try and go through this really quickly <sighs> here. As a longtime well, radio host, how was the transition into podcasting? Can you compare and contrast the two? By the way, these were submitted by a fan. I didn't okay. ask these no. questions. Well, of course uh, Mike Carey emailed the show. How was the transition from radio to podcasting? Yes. So great and so easy. You can say what you want. There's no FCC, and I don't have to work with much. (laughs) Your great friend to the Spaceman Billy and vice versa. What is the backstory to that friendship? I met him um, uh, at Fantasy Camp 1987, January. We went down there with a crew from Channel 3. What was the the, fantasy? uh, Well, the fantasy, you know, it's baseball, Fantasy Camp. So, And the, the managers, there's a draft, and he drafted me on his team. And he called me Luke Skywalker because he didn't know my name. And I played first base, and I was glad to be on his team. And uh, we've been friends ever since. He and I and Bernie Carbo spent a lot of time partying at that time. What was the most outrageous <coughs> thing you did with those guys? Every, we did everything bad. Yeah, we were wild men then. It was 1987. You know, Bill was still in his 40s. Something like mescaline. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three, uh, Kirk Minahan question. Uh-oh. You knew that was Uh-oh. Coming. Was there ever a friendship before the animosity? No. Also, no, all, was all biases aside, were you ever a fan of his radio talent? Well, he is talented in the respect that he's a quick thinker. The problem is he's so nasty. He doesn't have – he's not a nice person, so you can't – he's not likable. Uh, I knew when he, I had him, I think we did two or three shows together on the Planet Mikey show where he came in, maybe three, maybe maybe four at the most. And I knew he was argumentative, 
And I used to call him a prickly pear because he was like he liked to argue with people. But that he didn't turn into an asshole till much later when he wanted Mutt to replace me. And that's when he turned into an asshole. I know you partake in the devil's lettuce and don't drink anymore. Was there a problem or story as to why you had to stop drinking? Yeah. No, I just kind of got bored. With it. First of all, you have little kids. You can't get go out and get go to the bar and get drunk and come home and expect to be you know a, a good person in the morning or whatever. So six years ago, and I've, you know, I never really drank real heavily. I wasn't, you know, one of those sloshy. I, when I'd go out and party, I'd get, I'd put, put some shit down. But, uh, you know, some it's, of that? it's been 22 years since I uh, even saw, have seen cocaine. At, at, at least 22. Uh, 2000 was the year, right? Yeah, 2000. Yeah, now you just close your eyes. <laughs> um, you, sneeze. you do a fantastic job of impressions of people Two-part question He's sneaking multiple questions into this Oh, this guy um, Breaking has, my balls Has Castig heard your impression? I don't know I don't know if Joe I love, First of all, I love Joe Castiglione Yep He's, he's a, one of my favorite people Joe? He's a He's a great human being yep. Have you ever tried getting into voice acting? I did a, a Castiglione impression in front of him uh, For the Jimmy Fund uh, final You know, he and I used to sign off that that uh, annual radiothon mm -hmm. every single year, and someone was going to make a five hundred dollar donation if I did Joe Castiglione in front of Joe Castiglione. <laughs> so I did that, and Joe was laughing. He was great. So why did you say you don't know? You did, and then you just tell no. us the story I, about I, how you did he, it to his face. Has he heard the impression that I do on uh, when he sings? I don't know. I don't know about I don't that. Know. What did uh, What did Joe say when uh, he watched you? Well, he was laughing. You know, I did. I said, I said, I heard Joe one time. On a game, and Dave Otto was pitching, and Dave Otto was on the mound, and, and it was a close game, two to one, seventh inning, eighth inning. And here Joe goes, and here comes the 2 2 pitch from the soft throwing left handed palindrome. <laughs> and Joe almost, I, Joe loved that. Uh, where did he, he get he that? He did say that. Yeah. You have interviewed many famous people, athletes. Were you ever nervous about meeting or talking to anyone? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a few times. Ted Williams, I was definitely nervous uh, asking him a question. Uh, the good thing was guys that I really admired, like Larry Bird, he 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 made you not be nerv nervous. Larry was really good at giving you the exact answer to the question you wanted. He knew what you were asked, why you were asking the question, and he'd give you the quick, short, Larry Bird, I'm out of here answer. Is he a friendly guy? No, he's not particularly friendly. He's standoffish. You know, he's a little bit shy. That's what I heard. He's a little standoffish. Yeah, and he's not mean to people. Right. But, you know, it's like, hey, Larry, a guy, a guy will go, yeah, Larry, I love you, man. Hi. Yeah. He'll just go, hi, how are you? You know, and walk by. But uh, I love Larry Bird. Those, there's, there's certain people you got to just, they're special yep. when it comes to that kind of thing. But getting nervous. Oh, I, I'll tell you when I was nervous interviewing somebody, it was Billy Martin, because he was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was such an asshole. And uh, he was in a lot of uh, legal trouble when I when I was in the Yankee locker room and from punching the marshmallow salesman or something, or maybe it was when he punched Ed Whitson. But he had a lawyer sitting next to him. Yeah, he was a prick. Anyway. Uh, what is Mikey's dream concert? Two opening acts and a headliner. Uh, can they be dead? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a dream concert. <laughs> uh, so you mean even though it's a dream, people come back from the dead and be in it and do the band thing? That's right, Mike. Well, obviously the Beatles, right? They're your headliner, I presume. Yeah. Yeah, uh, got opening acts for for that. Um, what I'll would say, be the uh, What would be the Beatles' opening song? No, well, let me just get these acts down first right, because I I am always always been desperate to see the Captain and Tennille. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
opening act. I mean, Hendrix, I guess. I saw okay. Hendrix. So but... give me give me uh, the middle. Uh, I think I've, 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 Tina Turner's mother, Mrs. Turner. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you talk about being a fiscal conservative, social moderate. Yeah. Um, you're running for office. Can you give us your three-point plan? Jesus Christ, that's going to take too long. No, just, I'll just do bang, bang, bang. Three words, how you're going to improve it. Let's we'll change okay. it from three points to three words. Okay. Border. First things first. Oh, no, 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 no. That's okay. Border, crime, and wokeism. Oh, that's pretty good. Sounds yeah. like he's in favor of all three things. Yeah. No, Cut no. The, I would take care of business. Clip that. Clip I, would, that. <laughs> I would take care of business. That's it. And when I do run for president, I want you guys to be in my cabinet, if that's okay with you. <laughs> what is Mikey's dream comedy show lineup? Well, that's see, that's impossible. We've done this on the show yeah. before. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, George Carlin's in any of them. Yeah, you know, he's. Uh, I wish Sam Kinison were still around because he would have been funny for fifteen years after he died. Yeah. Right? Guys like that? I don't know. I don't really know. Uh, Lenny Clark and Tony V. Oh, those guys. There are great. you go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who is the radio goat? Personally, yeah. Who's who's that one guy for you? Well, you had there's several goat categories. There's Paul Harvey for his uh, resilience and his ability to write a tremendous, mm. you, you know, come, and uh, made more money per minute on air than anyone yeah, ever he, will. He, it was so well written, even though he had problems talking sometimes. Yeah. Mm, good day. Well, he was a little bit odd in that respect, but he his content was always great. I miss in the morning. Hilarious for a long, long time. One of a kind, and started a revolution that enabled a guy like Howard Stern. Now, I was never a big fan of Howard Stern's. I, I appreciated his talents, but Imus had the, to me, had the ad lib talent on the radio, and he was just goddamn funny, you know. And his crew was funny, and they all got it. So, I thought he was uh, he was right in there. Uh, it says I listened to WEI for many years. Uh, he's no longer a listener. Are there any hosts left that you think are worth listening to now that there's been the shakeup? Who's worth Who's worth listening to you, in your opinion? On WEI? Yeah. Uh, let's think here for a second. Uh, no. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, I, I, uh, can you give us any no, I listen insight? To Keith. I, I listen to Keith. Yeah, I listen to the station a lot. You know, I, I, never at night. Can you give us a little insight into the locking yourself in the studio story? Total hoax. Uh, a Jason Wolf production. And it was great. He came to me and said, we can't just hand you the night show. we got to make something happen here. He said, how about this? Lock yourself in the studio <laughs> until I give you the job. I said, fine, let's do it. And Glenn Ordway played along with it. Everybody did. Yep. And it seemed really real to the listeners. They all thought it was a serious thing, except that... If I was really going to lock myself in the studio, don't you think a SWAT team would have showed up? Fox 25 showed up. They were trying to get <laughs> video of me in there. I don't know. If you're really going to do that, you could take over a radio station. You know, It's not like you know, uh, setting fire to a bank or a church in, in the riots of 2020. <laughs> you wouldn't get away with it. Uh, I look forward to your John Dennis episodes every year. 
Any chance of getting any other old school legends on the podcast? Big O, Callahan. Well, we've had uh, Ordway on yeah, twice. Big O's been on. Callahan is not. At least once. You know, Callahan is a little reticent about doing anything that forces him to leave his <laughs> his comfort zone. Do you blame him? I don't care. Well, he's got his big show on Newsmax Radio now, so. Yep. Does he? Yeah, he might want to come promote it. Yeah. Uh, he well, hasn't asked me to be on his show either, so. You guys used to be such good friends. Ah, we're friends. It's just, it's just like. Was the camera pushing you in the desk on the Mikey Adams Sports <laughs> World show an act? No. That was absolutely. We had robotic cameras. that They went wild. They One of them charged the mound. <laughs> or did they? Was somebody sitting in the control room? You couldn't see uh, them with the little joystick. Yeah, but yeah. someone would have known that because there's other people in the room with that camera operator. It just, you know, it's, it's something locked up, and it came, it charged at us, and it was like one of the great moments. So that thing was on Dick Clark's blo- blo- bloopers, blunders, and about <laughs> yeah, how much six money times, did you make off of that? Thousands. I, I made so much more on that on the on the blooper than I ever did on any on any TV show in my life. When that camera came at me, it was on. America's Funniest, and it was on America's Funniest state-by-state competition, you know, representing Massachusetts. It was on uh, the Dick Clark show. It was on all these different, uh, you know, and people showed it across the country just as a funny, like, kicker story. So you could have won $10,000. It was great. I got checks for... I got checks for months after that was over. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's check on Joe and Jerry. What do you say? Oh, we got more questions. We're going to stop. Yeah. Let me let me rapid fire it. All right. Uh, quickly, what changes would you make to baseball to make it more popular? Again? Un- underpants. Everyone would have to change their underpants. Uh, shorten the commercial breaks. Charge more for them. And and the, the pitch clock is fine with me. I have no problem with it. Uh, does this Celtics team have a chance to be the best Celtics team you've ever seen? Yeah, they have the chance. Although to to beat the '86 Celtics, uh, you know they were with it forty and one at home. Uh, the Celtics are going to have to show me some this year's Celtics. But they they have the chance to be spectacular, especially when Robert Williams comes back. But I don't. I mean, to say that they're better than the '86 Celtics is like blasphemy to me. Which was more um, enjoyable for you as a radio host, music or sports? Well, you know, deportes muy interesantes, eh? pero es not. Uh, Music was more fun to do where you sit there and pick your songs and play them and then just listen to them. When you could pick your songs. Because sometimes on the sports talk radio stuff, you'd get, you know, some assholes that would call you just, or your callers would be boring. Or you get just tired of talking about the same fucking yeah. thing. Or you have all to sit in the same room with story. mutt. You know, all those things are bad. Jeez. They're bad. Good Lord, man. He's got a family. Uh, you're big into jingles and commercials. What's the best jingle commercial ever made? Oh my God! Just go jingle, because I know you. Uh... I think uh, it's got to be uh... those who say Pepsi, please, are putting themselves among people who like their leisure. Say Pepsi's the drink that's young. So go ahead. And drink the drink that makes your underpants start to stink. Well, it's the right one, the modern light one. Now it's Pepsi for those who think young. They will never buy a commercial on this. uh, What are your thoughts on Matt Patricia and the rest of this terrible Patriots coaching staff? Does Bill Belichick have a short leash? This is more like 28 questions. I know. I, I feel sorry for Matt Patricia. 
uh, because he looks like that. Because he looks like that. I just do. And, and now everybody's crapping all over the guy. You know, I think he's trying to do the best he can. He, some people are good at stuff and some people aren't. You know what I'm saying? All right. That's Finally, funny. what is Mikey's Boston Sports Mount Rushmore? Oh, God. It's got to be Ted. It's got to be Brady. Ted it's, Brady? It's got to be. It's got to be, you know, people say Bill Russell, but I don't, I wasn't, I'll say Larry Bird. Yep. Okay. And uh, Bobby Orr. The end. That's pretty good. And from a broadcasting perspective, Joe and Jerry. Two of my friends. In the sweet old country where I come from, nobody ever works and nothing gets done. Can you believe it? Hang fire. You know, marrying money is a full-time job. I don't need the aggravation. I'm a lazy slob. Hang fire, Joe. Hang fire. Hang fire. Put it on the wire. I hang fire, true. I put it on the wire, baby. Damn. God damn. You hang fire, Joe. That's Shaw's. Say it. That's Shaw's. We got nothing to eat. We got nowhere to work. Nothing to drink and nothing to jerk. I'm on the dole, Joe. We eat for hire. Say, what the hell? What the hell? Hang fire. Hang fire. Hang fire. Hang fire. Hang fire. Hang fire! Hang fire, hang fire! Put it on the wire, oh yeah! Hang fire, hang fire! Hang fire, hang fire, baby! Now take a thousand dollars, gonna have some fun, true. Put it all on at a hundred to one and hang fire! Hang fire! Hang fire! Yeah, your voice did a wheelie there, Joe. I think I heard something. My gizzard broke. <laughs>